welcome back to the Strictly Conversational Podcast, where we have very strict and serious conversations only. I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and with me, as always, is my dashing co-host, Noah DeGeorge. Noah, how you doing? Welcome back. How you going? We're back. Oh, it's been so long. It's been probably two months. It's good to see you. We haven't seen each other since. <laughs> That's oh, the only time we see each other. Why are you doing this? You you run me the the serial killer from the little things right now. Why? I, the, the voice you just did was like very the, like. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a while. You ready to have a strictly name's serious? Jerry Leto. My name's Jared Leto, and I'm fat now. I am this time. I'm fat. Um, joining us today is a very dear friend of both of us. His name is Aaron Buddy. Aaron, go ahead and give a, give a greeting to the people. Hey, I just went to the dentist today. What time? 4.50 p.m. You mean 2.30? Was it 2.30? Was it 2.30? Hurt E. Did you go at 2.30? Be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That's right. They're Joke actually completely. only open for one minute of the day. <laughs> it's from 2.30 to 2.31. How does their practice make any money at all? No, no, that's it. When you bring a friend to the dentist, it's 2.32. <laughs> so they really, <laughs> they're really, really banking on that. Just people bringing more friends so it could be 2.33, 2.34. I believe it's a referral program, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's it. Can you confirm this? Yeah, it's pretty exclusive. You stamp a punch card every every ten times you go to the dentist, you get a free frozen yogurt. I don't know <laughs> what other places do punch uh, cards. Yeah. I, uh, oh well, we do a punch card at the cafe that I work at. Oh yeah, and the one uh, you don't work at anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that I used to work at. I, I hung up my apron, my uh, proverbial and real apron. Um, Aaron, what are your credentials? <laughs> First, I just want to say proverbial apron is a fantastic band name write it if down I had my phone on me i'd write it down well he I cannot have my phone on me what a good what a good young lad but just keep it we have this forever it's it's, up here. it's you know it's it's it lives in posterity oh, for the rest true. of our lives yeah. um so <laughs> you don't remember the the um format of the show which i'm apt to forget because it's been a while um the new format that we came up after that one episode that we came back and you know we're back again after that it, one episode, it wasn't. It wasn't the last Sunday. It was like <laughs> Sunday, it, was the, it was the Sunday like uh, prior to. It was like it was like eight days ago. So it would have been like eight days ago. Not. It would have been the Sunday before this past Sunday. But Anyways. the new format of the show is that one of us brings up a topic and, and we we discuss it. And I brought it up last time, and now it's Noah's turn to bring it up. Bring Aaron on because it's always fun to have a guest. Yeah, it's been a while since we have had a guest. It's been a while. This is my first time guesting really on probably anything. So no, no, no featured artist on any on any rap tracks. No, no, he's not on SoundCloud. I checked. Oh, we have to it. we have to check all our guest credentials. O- only like, on SoundCloud. Though. I didn't make it to go... SoundCloud. It's still pending. Oh man, <laughs> SoundCloud a... didn't want it. It's free, and they didn't want it. He's a Bandcamp only artist. Okay, yeah. Um, Looking for those CD royalties. Subscribe to his Patreon at Aaron Butty. It's two T's and an E. Nice. Uh, instead of Buddy, which is two D's and an E. Good, anyway. Good. Good one. And there's a hyphen in there. <laughs> Somewhere. <But> a T. <laughs> uh, You're on fire, baby. That's not You're how hyphens fire. work. <laughs> Noah, what is what do you what did you want to want to chat about today? So, okay, this is more of a can I, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat a cheese cheese it off mic. You can go ahead and eat a cheese it on mic. Not on mic, actually. The, <laughs> Where's this is, Mike? <laughs> this is not this is not an ASMR podcast. No, it's not. Um here's here's what I've been thinking a lot about is so for the viewers who have been with us since day one, shout out. Or if you've just, you know, 
listened along or whatever, you would know that I recently was married, which is very cool. And it's been great. Woo! Oh, thank you. Thank you. Shout out one time married people. Shout out one time Rachel over there. She can't hear us right now because we're recording. Um, <laughs> she could only not hear when we're recording. Yes. Um, but it got me thinking a lot, as it probably would about anybody, about, yeah. you know, let's just say overall your place in the future, right? And in the universe. And if what you will. does the future look like? And I thought of a question. <laughs> it's a very pertinent podcast for the three people that are. <laughs> this, this is what you wanted me here for. <laughs> I just want to know your opinion. Let's let's just on the future. Let's just bring out the question, not like the future, like capital T and F. <laughs> um, not truth, capital T. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, just the idea of. If I'm thinking of myself as a 22-year-old, five years ago, I would have been 17. That's math that for you. That checks out. I, <laughs> I, Check I, the would have, I would have been just starting um, senior year of high school. Right. Um, Rachel, can we get a check on that? Can we get a check on that? Fact we get a fact check? check? Oh, yeah. Thanks. That's a thumbs up from Rachel in it's our been editor's confirmed. booth. <laughs> been confirmed. Um, so at 17... <laughs> I would have been, well, first of all, I wouldn't have been with Rachel. I would have been with somebody else. That was such a long time ago. Shout right? out one time ex-girlfriend. Shout out. And, and I would have been finishing high school. I would have been just choosing where to go for college. Um, I would have been considering going to Purdue for college. I would have been considering going to Seattle for college. I'm thinking of all I didn't know these, that Seattle was a conversation yeah, Seattle, that you ever had. Seattle Pacific, dog. Um, SPU. S. P-U. Spoo, am I right? They really did say, hey, we want like 50K uh, a year or something And that's like different that. from IBU's 46K. Well, I got a bunch of grants and stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> they hand those things out like candy. They really It is do. Halloween, and you are dressed up as whatever you like. And they will give you full-size candy bars. Um, okay. Trick or treat, it might be both. It might be both. What, what's the trick? They take your it's money. <laughs> <laughs> it's the massive debt that I'm in now. Um <laughs> Wow. But what I was thinking was, is like five years ago, boy, that was a long time ago. And what did I have figured out? What did I not have figured out? But now, as people, we are often asked the question as young adults, where do you see yourself in five years? Okay. <laughs> yeah. This question, I feel, is a weird question because it's something that comes up a lot with employers where employers will ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? And the answer that they're looking for is not, well, I see myself with this company because this is the only place I want to be. And, right. and this is the only thing I want to do for the rest of my life. Please hire me. That's not what they're asking. Usually it's kind of a mind game where they're saying like, well, how do you make future goals? Or what are the expectations that, that other people have on you? What are the expectations you have on yourself? So if I'm thinking right now, where do I see myself in five years? That's a hard question to answer. I guess the, the overall question of where do you see yourself in five years is it more of a goal-oriented question, or do you guys feel like it is an expectation-oriented question? And is it even a positive question at all? Okay, so hmm. I was just asked this question at a job interview pretty recently, like two or three weeks ago. And I think if you go along what is the ideal path for young adults, which is to go to college, to graduate college, and then to get married, have kids, whatever, which is like, that's the Western ideal, right? 
um, people that live in the United States, we aspire to that goal. Go west. And we don't really know what else to do with the rest of the population, which make up a majority of the population. The west of the population. Yeah. Nice. The, the west of the population. Good chime, Aaron. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> he this, is what a he- this is what having a guest is all about. Yeah. That's what it's, that's what, that's what it's about. Um, and so it's just, it is a really fascinating Fascinating question because it only really caters to a chunk of the population that have this set plan in mind. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to graduate and I'm going to major in this thing. And then that major is going to become my career. Then I'm going to get married. Then I have kids. Um, But it's a very isolating, isolating thing for people that choose. I guess we call them alternate career paths, which should just be called career paths because we all have different ambitions and aspirations and that sort of thing this is an audio formatted uh media so my hand is raised uh the proverbial hand is raised in terms of alternative right career paths i mean the both of you really i that's i kind of want yeah i was gonna say can you speak into this please straight back to myself yeah and not in the bad way (laughs) (laughs) i uh i was actually asked not, I would say a variation of that question at my last couple interviews, not of where would I be, where do I see myself in five years, but uh, I've been asked more, I think, in, in replacing that, just where do I see this job taking me, which sure. I think is interesting. And well, that, see, to me, that feels more like an expectation. More relevant. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it makes a lot more sense. Because like you were saying, I think that kind of the five years question kind of sets you up for a more limited answer where this one I've I've been honest and I think it's been appreciated to just say, well, this is a field that I'm interested in. I would hope to grow these kinds of skills to, you know, if I'm working part time here, eventually move into something full time or eventually move to this location is where I would like to be. And I actually had one of my now employers for a job that I was hired for. Nice. Thanks. Nice. Shout out one-time employment. Uh, who, when I told him kind of what my goal was for the near future, was like, hey, well then how about you work with us for now for a little bit, and I will try to help you get to that next place that you're going. Sure. And I think that is exactly what it should be. For all you bosses out there, <laughs> all you who are hiring all the people. The, all the managers that we have listening. Shout out managers. <laughs> right? we, we have a heavy boss. Boss market. Boss baby. Yeah, we, <laughs> that is what you meant to say. Our target audience is all supervisors, right? Yeah, just managers, supervisors, bosses, etc. Please, please come listen to our podcast. No, but that was one of the most encouraging things that well, I've experienced since being in college. I am no... I'm not currently in college, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, just the fact that somebody was kind of in my corner right away, um, asking what the job can do for you long-term as opposed to what you can do for the job or you can bring to it. Yeah. It was, it wasn't for them all about what I was going to be giving them, even though I think that makes me want to give them more while I am you know, spending this season with this company. It makes me want to work hard for them. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, I think, because it it takes, that kind of takes the air out of my cynicism about that question as, is it a goal or is it an expectation? Because my, my inclination would, would be to feel like most bosses or supervisors would, you know, place expectations on you to say, like, you know, here's where we want you to be in five years or, 
as maybe not even as a higher, but as like a quote unquote society. Let's just say like is, you know, do you have everything planned out the way that you should as a responsible adult for the next five years? You have to measure how responsible you are. I think what Aaron's talking about seems a bit more rare as it is a better option. Obviously, it seems to be that the better options are the more rare options, which should be uh, a more or more backward concept. But I think that like I've spent a lot more time preparing for what what that question implies because I think it is an expectation and a goal, right? So I think the expectation is being placed on you from outside sources to sort of fulfill this Western, this very Western requirement of going to college being very financially successful and then being familially successful and starting a family, contributing to the world, like literally adding more to the population who can then consume and do the same thing. Gay capitalism. Um, Did you just say gay capitalism? (laughs) Yay. Gay capitalism. (laughs) Is that a good, is gay capitalism a good band name? Yes. Yeah. Or the gay, the gay capitalist. Is that even a question? I I don't know. Are we playing the question game? Anyway, so so I think the expectation is is external. I think the goal can be more of an internal thing where it's like, well, I would like to be here in five years. Obviously, the world, (laughs) your life is a series of things that happen to you. And yes, you have some effect on them. But ultimately, you can't stop a pandemic. Whoa. You know, like that's not. I can. (laughs) I'm built different. Right. (laughs) <laughs> built different. Dude, I've been built different Got since fi- day one. Pfizer times two. Yeah, but I, you know, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, the forces yeah. of the world will have more effect on what happens in five years as opposed to like, you can't. Well, us, you know, being, you can kind of manifest stuff, yeah, I guess, or try. I would say but us being in this cusp of changing, <laughs> we're in the cusp, everybody. Dude, we're we're out. Shout here out, in cusps, the, we're right, right in the, in the cusp. cusp. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just booling on the cusp right now. <laughs> I would say in this era of changing work dynamic where you have jobs as a revolving door and we're learning what it's like to view hiring and employment as, you know, this may only be temporary or what can a person get out of this because a because an employer needs someone right now, they need a warm body to fill the position. Um, and I mean, I've, I've thought this for a while now that education and employment is not going to be the same now that apparently humans have just figured out how video calls work and it's taking (laughs) the country by storm. Really is. Um, but I don't think that, I don't think that work will quite be the same after this, which is funny to think, but it lends to that idea of the, uh, temporariness, the temporariness, is that a word? It is now. Temporariness. Shakespeare made up plenty of words. Of course. Yeah. Um, It lends to that idea of temporariness in employment in a way that I don't know if we'll recover from or we won't see the recovery from that for a while. So it's weird to jump into the workforce now where at the job that I've been hired at, they're, they're saying, we want you here for the full year, and that is the most that we can ask for. Right. You know, because of contracts, right? Yeah. Like people, what's the word I'm looking for? Practically need you to be like, we need to depend on you for one year. And we have this document that is legally binding that says you have to work for us for a year because we need you for that long. Um, I don't know. That that seems very interesting to me. And I feel like that's going to fall to the wayside as we've learned that things can change in an instant that we can't 
we can't commit to your long commitments anymore because again, things happen to us. We don't have a whole lot of effect on them. Um, you, you look like you have a thought. The workplace seems <clears throat> like a fascinating environment right now just because everything everywhere is hiring. Oh my and gosh. So there, I think, I mean, what I experienced did seem very authentic and I think some true authenticity about the approach to uh, the individual in, in the hiring process, yeah. like I said, making it as uh, like a personal experience and actually leaning into the needs of, of right. that person. That person. Well, Could you, you yourself come in with an authenticity? You know, you're not the random guy that's looking for, you know, $9 an hour because he needs to. Like, you have the interest there, you know? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> sure, sure. Anyways, continue, sorry. No, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> no, I am authentic, yeah, you're no, right. No, keep going. You know what, Aaron? You are authentic. <laughs> All right, yeah, and Bailey, what do you have to add on to that? He's no, talented. Say he's talented. <laughs> I, you're cute, too. No. But I mean, there could also be just a desperation to the way that hiring works right now. Yeah. Where people do want to agree on the terms that somebody else, like a potential employee, might try to set just because people need people right, right now. Can, can we add a personal anecdote for that? Because yes. we've all experienced Go this recently. For it. You're going to talk about the McDonald's here? I was going to talk about the IHOP in town oh, because boy. we all recently went to IHOP like following a movie that we had, we had just watched and we expected, you know, for for it to be open late past 10 p.m. And and because of being understaffed, they have to close at 10 p.m. We walked in at 9 o'clock. There was one server there. Two people had walked out on her shift. And I think I'd never experienced, I've never experienced a time like this where people are, are literally desperate for, for help everywhere like i went to chili's with my family and the manager of the chili's approached our table and i think jokingly said anybody looking for work my dad like points to me and he's like wait was that was that serious like and it's it's just like this weird we'll hire anybody are to we, do anything are we about to get into the chili's story right now <laughs> how chili's burned me i bet you right now i could walk into any chili's in the country and they still wouldn't hire me <laughs> You're on a blacklist, dude. I am. What's that now? Oh yeah. So here we go. Uh, that, that was that, in, in the volleyball world. We call that like a set, is a setup for you That's to spike the, it. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Great, fantastic. Um, in January of 2020, uh, before everything uh, caught on fire, um, <laughs> I was looking for, figuratively and literally. Yes, I was looking for work uh, because I was newly home. I was taking a semester away from school, uh, and I needed I needed some kind of employment while I was in community college. Uh, just taking care of some credits. And I thought it cannot be that hard to get a job as a host at Chili's. And Chili's came to me and they said, you thought, you thought as if, Basically, they came to you, so you didn't even apply. They just no, came I, to you, I and they were them like, and they, they "Hey, met you! Me there. They met me halfway." <laughs> said, don't worry about it, brother. We're not. Was, we're not taking. Don't you. even so, think about it. <laughs> I, I applied at Chili's, and they never got back to me. Which you know, whatever, fine. Okay, I don't care. I don't have any retail or restaurant experience. That is okay. Uh, and then I went to Chili's to eat a nice meal with my father, and. Uh, 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 shout out fathers shout out <laughs> shout out rob uh this 50, one's to his, dad his 50th birthday was recently dads so. and supervisors <laughs> happy tonight. father's day everybody <laughs> so essentially i i went to chili's to eat and um our server uh mentioned in passing that she had just started a couple days prior and 
I basically was like, really? <laughs> I, and she was like, this is my first job out of high school and like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm in the middle of college right now. And they don't even <laughs> care about me. Chili's is, you know, maybe sexist. I don't know. I would say they are. They're Hold on, Chili's bro. hates college students. <laughs> Chili's hates men. Let's start I, that trend. I, hey, listen. If any restaurant was like, well, we want to be more like Hooters or Twin Peaks or the Tilted Killed, then it's like they're not going to hire guy servers. You never see guy servers. I got to stop you right there, bro. Do not come for Chili's and could, like, don't, listen, don't you, make it about this. You know that I've come around. A tad to Chili's, but anyway, Chili's V uh, tilted tilt. Uh, uh, yes. So, so here's here's what happened. She the Chili's twin, the Twin Peaks beef. There's beef. I'm sure they want to be like them. Um. So, so the the woman basically said like, "This is my first day or whatever. Like, I just got this job," and and I said, "Well, I applied and." Nobody reached out to me. And she was like, what? Are you crazy? We need servers and hosts right now. Are you crazy? And I said, I'm not crazy. And she said, well, listen. Did you say it like that? No, I didn't. You guys can see the face that was just made. He also put on a straight jacket, which was pretty wild. I'm not crazy. (laughs) So she said, I'm going to go into the back. I'm going to talk to the manager. I'm I'm going to get you an interview. And because she was like, we need people. And so I was like, all right, whatever. So she came back out and said, all right, I got, like, give me your contact info. We'll pass it along, get you an interview. And they called me later that day, and they were like, hey, we, like, didn't realize your application kind of... <laughs> they hey, said, we, we're not interested. <laughs> no, 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 no. They said, hey, we are so sorry. No. <laughs> Here's a lifetime of chicken enchilada soup to make up for our mistake. Well, honestly, that's not a bad deal. Uh, yeah, I would say. Um, I'd want the con queso, the chili con oh, yeah. queso. So they they called me and said, like, we'd love to set up an interview, and we'll take you tomorrow at, at 2 o'clock or whatever when it's not busy. And so I went in for the interview, and they loved everything. And I was like, I, you know, I can work. <laughs> they were eating out of your hands, dude. They and were. They I gave you a big old right kiss. <laughs> they... They legitimately were like, this all sounds great. And I had even said, like, I can work every day of the week. Um, if I'm, you know, I said, like. I'll start right now. <laughs> I literally was like, I could start whenever. I could work any day of the week. You were desperate. And I was desperate. <laughs> to be, there's nothing Noah wanted more <laughs> than to be than a to server host. at Chili's. Oh, was it a host, host or a server? Either. Either. Either or. I wonder oh. what that lady said to them to convince them to come please I'll say this to you. I don't wonder I don't want to wonder because I'm sure it was something non-ethical because I wasn't about to stoop that low for chilies are you kidding me So what was what happened what was the conclusion of the story So they said like this all looks great we're going to reach out to you They never did that was they it. That was the end of the story. Did. They never did. Did you follow up the later that day or the next day? No, I didn't. Th- because they told me they they well, s- no, 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 no. No, no, no. They said you should be expecting a call by the end of the day. Sure. But I, I, I sometimes I, I have found out um, from like people that have told stories like that's like a trick. Oh, absolutely. that's a trick from employers to like to get you to be to get you to call and follow up. And it's like if you don't follow up, you don't care that much, which 
incredibly backward to me because if you're promising that that, that they'll hear from you and it, it, like the night, end of the day, end of the week or whatever, to test them and be like, well, their devotion to Chili's <laughs> is, is clearly up for debate. So we have to wait and see. You know what's really professional? Lying. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah, you don't do it, but we can do it. I'll tell you this. Uh, my devotion to Chili's was not up to par. <laughs> it wasn't. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. Whatever. They don't even have that good of food anyways. Heresy. Whoa. Absolutely no, I heresy. Know. I know. Let's I know. go around the circle and, and with the triangle, I guess. No, what's your favorite uh, Chili's um, item? It's the chicken bacon ranch quesadilla, but instead of chicken, you get beef. Insane. It is Insane. phenomenal. Yeah. I already said the skillet queso, yeah, the but you don't queso. like. There's like an, an, an entree mood. that you. I'll be love. honest. I've been to Chili's once, probably in the last five to eight years. Shameful. I know. There's not Chili's one really no. close. Yeah. But the thing th- that's what I'm saying though. I had a meal obviously when I did go, but the thing that I remember was the skillet, was the queso. skillet queso. That's fair. If it leaves an impression, it leaves an impression. I I would second the chicken bacon ranch quesadillas. Those are beef or with the chicken. uh, Well, you get the chicken with the three for ten, and you can't do substitutions. And I'm all about the three for ten. So this um, guy knows his chilies. Oh, don't even. We found out. Don't even worry. Kind of the hard way, but it ended up working out. Yeah, it did work out because we got free chips and salsa. You did still know his answer though. So I had just the chicken in mind. Just the chicken. My name's Rod, and I like to party. Uh, my name's. Uh, I also like to party. No, you got to say something else. No, uh, my name's Bailey, and I like the chicken bacon ranch <laughs> quesadillas. My name's Bailey, and I like these Cheez-Its. <laughs> That's what I'm for. Um, so we've talked a lot about chilies and about, especially IHOP. But I wanted to add to that as well, going back to what we were talking about. Right. The McDonald's uh, on the north side of town that has recently reopened the lobby. <laughs> no it hasn't here's the thing for like <laughs> pandemic reasons they're like hey we can open our lobby here's the problem we have one person working right now and it's the dinner rush like god that's crazy they have one person working yes <laughs> we went we went to go get french fries of, of all things and there were people <laughs> of all things just you crazy just kids french fries. i feel like they should always have those in the fryer right Yes. They should well, always be putting we fries could've. in the Yeah, you, know, you one guy working. <laughs> but here's, you worry the fries in the fryer. Here's the other thing. We're going there, and it's like, okay, we just want fries, but there are 15 people in the drive-thru right now. They have one. They, <laughs> 15 they, cars? Yes, 15 cars. They did not have They did not have the drive-thru windows open because he couldn't operate, like, <laughs> he couldn't operate the headset and, like, the kitchen at the same time he couldn't so, operate <laughs> close close so, basically he's performing were, surgery in the back he's like i can't operate but i can't operate there were pa- like pieces of paper taped to the drive through windows that said pull up to the second window because he just had to take orders out of the window because he couldn't do a headset pull and up cook the second window for some bad news <laughs> yeah where he's like hey i I can't, I can't do anything. Do I can't help right you. I can't help you. <laughs> he says it to every person. He's just, here's a free apple turnover. I cannot do this. It's right just now. a guy sobbing. <laughs> I'm, He's I'm throwing fries at people. He's like, can. please, please take this as a peace offering. <laughs> take it. It's everything we have. <laughs> I'm not joking, though. We went to the McDonald's on the south side of town, and there were three people that we saw from the north. McDonald's at the South McDonald's that pulled in behind us because we were like we're out of here and they were like we're also out of here convoyed over yeah Yeah, they're like I'll be darned if I don't get that quarter pounder today (laughs) 
Look, that dude in the in the curly hair, he thinks he's going to get it before me. He is sorely mistaken. I was just looking for a surprise. So. Did you find him? I got him. They were God. great. That's close. Yeah, no, the South Taco Bell had it like on lock. They had the, the, wow. the South McDonald's. You South mean? McDonald's. I mean, sorry. that was that was a Freudian slip if I've ever heard one. I'm thinking about thinking about something else right now. <laughs> he got it on the brain. What's got up? the bell on the brain. That is the true meaning of Christmas. Is the bell <laughs> Taco Bell or just the French fries being on lock at the South McDonald's? I think just kind of everything. And there, I just saw a lot of parallelism to the story of the birth of Christ. <laughs> I always do. You know, <laughs> that's great. That's, that's <laughs> great. I think that's great. But I think what's weird about the North McDonald's, at least, is we're, we're talking about... Hold on. We're, we're talking I about in too far off. fast food no, politics I'm, right now. I'm, I'm, linking, oh, he, I'm linking it. There's a chain. Here like, comes. Here I'm comes. putting together the chain. He's, there's a franchise going on. There's desperation everywhere, like we have seen, right? Right. At the same time, McDonald's is hiring that that location is hiring for eleven dollars an hour, and they are still understaffed. Where are the? I'll say this: Where are those people? Well, <laughs> see that, that that poses an interesting question. As I, I've talked to my parents about this recently, and we we've talked about it recently, and we're 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 opening two new like fast food restaurants slash chain restaurants in town, and. Where where are the, 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 the staff for these places gonna be? How I think how this links to like the the context of the conversation is that, that people are currently looking for looking for temporary fixes, right? They're mm-hmm. not gonna stay anywhere for long. They're college kids who are here for the summer, who are like like my girlfriend works at Starbucks. She was a like borrowed partner at the Gas City Starbucks, shout out Gas City one time. Um, and like essentially like, you know, only worked there for a short time. And that was the understanding, right? That she, she was only going to work there for a little bit. Um, and I, I don't know. It, I think you need more more permanent fixes to these problems. This town does, well, This it's probably not just this town. I don't want to dis our location specifically <laughs> when I'm sure a lot of people struggle with this, but they don't know how to deal with temporary. They don't know how to deal with the fact right. that how, how to try to make it more of a college town. Uh yeah, this our area definitely doesn't. I think making those opportunities yeah. available and having businesses that will really thrive in the summer when they could have more employees and make it a little more almost touristy in the way that other college towns are. Right to to be attractive to more than to more than just the people that live there for eight months out of the year, yeah. seven months out of the year. But those are different different kinds of businesses probably that require that. And then, but what we're talking about are the businesses that are here year round and that people are going to probably depend on being open that if they're hiring from college students, high school students, people aren't, that aren't going to be around forever are going to struggle immensely once the summer ends. Right. Or the school year ends. I think this, how this kind of links into our, our topic that we were just discussing. It's like, there are these places that are looking for temporary fixes to permanent problems, and then there are these other places that are l- trying to examine your life holistically, you know, thinking so ad- far in advance that they're like on two opposite ends of the, of the spectrum, right? They're two extremes. Like, what are you doing tomorrow? Can you start tomorrow? Like, we need you now versus like, what can you contribute to us long term, right? And I think that's the big problem with it is like, there's no. There seems to be no nuance 
in in that. And I think in this world where things are changing all the time, where like you know things just sort of happen, like we need to find the ability to stop putting so much expectation on young people to to deliver, to be a part of the consumer, you know, creator process. Like we need to relinquish those ideas of expectations because ultimately where, where's it going? You know, I will say that I really agree with that, but I'll also, I, I'm sure there's part of that coming from us because we are young people. Right. So coming to the other side now, I think we probably have more of a, of a growing problem with people who are not willing to stay somewhere sure. long-term, even if they have the availability to, but people who, get bored quickly honestly it's or, probably as simple or as learned that. laziness you know i think we've learned laziness a lot of the past two years exactly too. yeah th- i think that's definitely a portion of it because we're i mean and we won't get too much into it obviously but like we're talking about you know the fear of going back into lockdown right and you know now the three of us being somewhat on our own and making those big life decisions and big changes. It's like, okay, now we're going to be in that. Like, right. We're, we're going to be caught in that crossfire more so. Yeah. Um, and as, what as we're all like in periods of transition, like all three of us are like moving into yeah, something. That's, that's you know? kind of why I wanted to talk about this is because like, you know, the, out of like, just for the three of us, we're all finding new places to, to settle into for a little bit. Like I've, I've got a, like a lease on an apartment coming up soon you know, Bailey's going to be out of here tomorrow. Literally tomorrow. And, and Aaron's moving on to the big city. Like, yeah, you know, a, couple diff- a couple different We're in Pennsylvania, bigger cities where than are. where I currently am. And not to, I mean, we all, yeah, they're very big transitions as, <coughs> as young, the young adults that we are. And they're very different, all the things that we're doing. But I'm, I'm also kind of came to the realization and the worry a little bit after, getting hired for these jobs that I am working event-based positions. And so that really feels like it could change at any moment. Absolutely. And that has yeah. me freaked out a little bit too. But uh, there's a, th- like there's a third job even on the line right now. Like it could just be more freelance work, but they're all event-based. And so that's, that's just a scary one to go into right, right. now because it <clears throat> literally, I was told just the other day during my interview is, yeah, if things change, I don't know. We could be like done, I guess. That's <laughs> even not what manage- you hear. even no, management doesn't really know what the case would be if it, if we turned around like that again, which is kind of weird. You would think even with a hint of that happening again, people would jump right into action for well, what what would our plan be? Right? Yeah, how do we react? They would have spent the last year figuring out a contingency plan if this were to happen again. The problem, I think, is that people just didn't think it was going to end. And so we, 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 we were in this period, didn't think it was going to end, then quickly celebrated being released from it, didn't think about it. And now we're in this place where we're like, oh, it's going to start over again, potentially. What do we do now? And how do we think about this long term? Because we still have to pay people. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. It, it, it sounds a lot like almost like going into real estate. Right, like your commission is based on how many houses you sell, and obviously, like your position is based on how many events that you put on. And if there right. are no events happening, it's like it is risky for sure. Right. And some of those, uh, I mean, 
it's it's understandable some of those managers haven't had to worry about that quite as much because I'm sure there are still things for them to do even if that does happen being a little bit higher up but for for those at the entry level side of things it's very risky yeah no I I agree it's it's interesting at least also for for Bailey and I's perspective going into positions of teaching right is absolutely now turning into like okay how do we still function in that you know in that environment and are we gonna have to like not let people do the jobs they need to do yeah yeah you know like my position especially not being an actual teacher but being an assistant basically being a teacher's aide it's like well you can't really do anything in the virtual classroom. Sure. You know, you can't do the things you're supposed to do hmm. in, the, in the virtual classroom, and we might not be able to help you there. It's a whole new set of skills that we have to learn. And I think there's, you know, when we were in college going through education school, it was almost like an afterthought of like, okay, so what would you do if it was online? Okay, great. And you just kind of move on. Yeah, yeah. And, and now it's like, well, what if it's all online always? What do we do? You know, and... We have to learn these new sets of skills, and there's still job security in that, but I think the burnout that comes from having to pour into students and wanting to pour into students but but, but not being able to in the ways that we, we can or, or potentially could or have in the past, it's it's just in, you're giving so much. Yeah. And and they're giving so much, and and there's nothing. There's no, nobody's pouring into you. Like, it's just... It's a very a difficult place to be. It's a different kind of frustration yeah. than I, what you're yeah. talking about. Aaron. I see from, from your perspective is interesting because I know just having now being done with school, the way that things wrapped up for you was, you know, doing performances virtually. And yeah. you gave a lot because you had to give a lot more than, you know, going into a rehearsal in person and, and interacting with people and Unfortunately, at least from an outside perspective, you didn't get a lot in return because it was impossible. Right. It, it's remarkable how how much how much easier it makes giving a lot to something when you're able to be there. Because you think about it, or like being in isolation or quarantine or something like that, and having to rehearse, your desire to do that thing goes way down the toilet. Even if if you're in a place that's more comfortable, you know, like I'm in my living room or I'm in my office or I'm in my bed rehearsing for a show and I have no, like I'm not present at all. And then it just, it takes, takes a lot out of you. It's interesting the way that we, we Oh, you literally were in a show that was completely over zoom. That's I, a fascinating. I was, but yeah. I was going to say, it's interesting the way that we have to redefine success in those situations too. I mean, we've talked about success in the way we define it a little bit. Um, but how we're relearning something and so it's not even enough to be able to do the thing because maybe we can make it work but how do we do it to the expectations that people have if they're still you know set in the same place you're talking about being a teacher's aide and my mom's a teacher and she basically had to learn a second job it felt like for her working yeah. from home doing everything digitally it's and le legitimately like brand new yeah. you know <clears throat> yeah. yeah yeah and and I know she, she just really struggled with not feeling like she could do it successfully, even though she was giving it her all. And that's weird because we feel like at the end of the day, at least if we're giving it our all, that tends to satisfy some part of ourself that in turn feels successful. Right. But 
it's there's still this this new bit of more that feels required out of us um and to fill that gap and also maintain uh the normality of it for the people that are receiving what whatever you're producing is a hard thing to balance out. Yeah, it made me think of something interesting because I feel like, at least from what I've heard from a lot of people and what I experienced for myself is in a, I would say in a consumer setting, doing things online, you are receiving the satisfactory amount, although the people that are giving it are giving way more, um, giving 110%. But like as a student especially, I was like, yeah, I'm fine with this. Like, I don't have to worry about it. It's whatever. I don't like these responsibilities are not, are not my responsibilities to give their more to receive. And I'm receiving enough. Right. There's, there was, there's already like a sort of unappreciation that comes with being a teacher, professor or anything like mm -hmm. that. But then it adds, there's another level of it when what you're doing, uh, you're, you're giving so much and your students are, 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 are giving back the bare minimum, you know? Um, I always, I found it fascinating or entertaining or, or whatever when I would have a professor, one in particular, who d also did not want to be there. And it's it's weird because you're like, oh, we're glad glad that we're in the same place, but it's almost like a, why am I here if, if, you, if you don't even want to be here? So it's a weird balance of like, you either give a lot and nobody cares, or you give not a whole lot and everybody's, again, nobody cares. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you, I would say this is like with, with changing times and I would say with changing times impending, maybe, do you feel like, do you feel like there's room to be quote unquote successful? Like with all of us going into whatever the future holds, do you feel like there's room to be successful the way that I would say maybe tradition allows for success? I, Ooh, well, that, that tag, I feel like, changed it up a little bit. But I feel like, uh, what I was going to say is, I feel like grace has been given in a lot of places. I think that there's this nice, you know, mutual, global understanding of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 And so I think the def the definition of success has somewhat changed just because everyone's role has changed so much. And maybe... Even even to all you supervisors out there, you don't know what success even means Dude, for a big you folks crowd. in management. Oh. Shout out Bezos one time, <laughs> one time you for know, Bezos. Throw it out the window. I was yeah, gonna say he's probably it. fine with all of this. Oh, he's totally fine. He's with more it. Than he, fine. He, he oh, he loves his, it. I was gonna say he, he's probably thriving in it. He's going to space more. He caused this. I hope he stays. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? What was I saying? <laughs> um. You're talking about success. And yeah, and, and being offered grace because we kind of all understand these are extenuating circumstances. Yeah, exactly. And I guess I didn't have too much more to say off of that, but I th I think I, I don't want to say that the, the standard of success, that bar has been lowered at all, but I think it's shifted in a positive way that has the chance to, right. to uh, allow more room for for that character aspect to be a part of success, like the definition of success, yeah, like, like an individuality. Yeah. How, yeah. How yeah. much work you are giving to it and not just like, are you reaching this, you know, whatever that we've always 
held the ourselves yeah, yeah held ourselves to because it looks so different that they're saying well we see that you are at least giving it what you can during these times and we appreciate that so that we we will view that as success until you know things can go back to normal we can right maybe bring it back to what it used to be or maybe change that up a bit like the way that we yeah. do things i, I think i'm gonna add on to that and then you can kind of close out our conversation yeah. so we can move on but um Right. What I think is really, really great about that is like redefining our, our idea of what normal is or what success is. And you talk about readjusting that bar that maybe was necessary. Like, you know, talk about back to the beginning of the conversation. It's like, where are you going to be in five years? And I think if we can adjust our definition of success, we can also adjust our definition of long-term success and where we're going to be in five years. And we can kind of eliminate that question because there is no... There's, there's no possible way to know. And I think if there is one thing that this pandemic has sort of taught us, like Aaron was speaking about, like, is this this graciousness to things that we cannot control? And being able to relinquish the control of, like, well, I can't manage everything. I cannot manage the next five years. I can't manage, you know, who's going to be able to work tomorrow because we all have less bandwidth than usual because, like, we've been living in this time where, we're being drained, like quite literally just being, being drained and just being around other people is filling. Um, so I think the, the, the goal would be to redefine what we think success is or what we think these expectations are for young people in particular. Yeah. It's, and again, I think just the reason that this came up in my mind is because it's like, okay, I have in essence hit a milestone or two, you know, (laughs) I've graduated from college bare minimum. Let's just say that I've graduated from college. I am in the workforce. I am newly employed as of sometime next week. Um, and also I got married, you know? So it's like, okay, I've hit those milestones. Does that mean that I am set for now or am I expected to have these aspirations or whatever, um, for, you know, for the foreseeable future. And I'm not somebody that, that likes to, to plan and have those aspirations because I'm, you know, I want to be able to know what I want in the moment. You know, I have a friend kind of a, an acquaintance slash friend, um, who I was in student council with that was just in the Olympics. Like I graduated the same year as her and she was in the Olympics and, um, she did not move on. Uh, she, but like, I know that, you know, in what she had talked about after coming back home was like i'll see you in four years paris like it's kind of that that aspiration of being like yes this is what i have on my plate and this is what i will be doing five years from now i mean four years but you know this is what this person is aspiring to do in you know the next few years where you know i don't want to become i don't want to now become lazy because i feel like i've hit those milestones or those check marks and say okay now I can sit down right. because I'm a successful member of society. Because there's always more to challenge yourself. There's always going to be another Paris or Tokyo or Los Angeles in, in eight years or whatever. Like, we all have our own definition of that. And I think the good thing about that is being able to set goals and be like, well, what can I do to personally challenge Yeah, I would myself say more? kind of to, to close out this portion of it, I think it's a, it's a, it can be a difficult question because... For me, it's if I think if I think too much about where I'm going to be five years from now, then I will 
absolutely start worrying that I am not ready for five years from now. Right. Which, which like, we all do. Right. Yeah. yeah and I'm right. fine with not being ready because where am I going to be in five years? I'll be where I'm going to be, you know, mm. and I'll be doing what I'm going to be doing. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to find myself in two and a half years saying like, well, now I'm not set up for the next two and a half or whatever, or I wasted that, you know, the previous two and a half or doing whatever, because I'm just going to have to be, you know, I'm going to continue to be existing and living and being a functioning member of society. Like I have hit those milestones already. Right. So it's, I don't know. I would say let's, let's wrap up in one sentence. Bailey, where are you going to be in five years? Um, where would you like to be? Where do you see yourself in five years? The hope is to be somewhere other than what I've spent the last 22 years of my life, like at location-wise, and then teaching uh, theater at a high school. I would say, and if that isn't what happens... <clears throat> sorry, I have a, a hawk caught in my throat. Um, if that isn't what happens, is that okay? Uh, I will say yes, but probably not. I think I will feel like I have failed because like, that is something not only that I feel like I need to do, but it's something that I really want to do. Right. And if that doesn't work out, I will feel like I have let myself down. But I think as long as I have a community of people lifting me up, it's not going to be that bad. Yeah. So. I think in, in short, uh, you're not planning on going to the Olympics. So I'm not going to say that it's probably not going to work out. Right. Aaron, I, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm going to be working with a lot of or around a lot of celebrities this this fall. So if I'm not friends with at least one of them within the next five years, I'm going to be pretty upset. I hope it's Kid Rock personally. Kid Rock. If you could if you could I don't even know if he's coming, but if you could get in touch with Mr. Rock, that'd be fantastic. Oh, he'll be around somewhere. <laughs> I'll find yeah, him. He'll find him. I'll find him, him. Get him to be a guest on our show. I'll find Kid Rock. Yeah. I'll bring him here. I think that's a good goal to have. I mean, that's to be friends with Kid Rock. That specifically, yes. Noah, what do you? What is your? I have your aspiration. That's part. That's kind of the thing. I don't. I don't really know. I I know it's that. Okay. I know that I want to. Boom! You got finish. yourself. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Boom! I, I know that I want to finish my degree, um, and and I don't know if I want to. Like, I don't know if I will want to continue teaching in five years. But you'll find out. That's yeah. enough. Um, so. In conclusion, um, well, there's not much don't of a worry conclusion. About it. Just don't, don't even worry just, about yeah, it. Yeah, just don't worry about it. Okay, so we're going to move into the next segment of our show. And this is running a little bit long, but that's it okay is because we're back and we've got a guest. Yeah, and there's you know, right. It can it can go a little bit long. Well, oh, understand. it's the guest's fault. Right, I see. Yeah. If if we ever run long, we just blame it on a guest that we either have or don't have. Um, so the next segment is what are we reading, watching, or listening to? Um. Noah and I have something to talk about last, um, but quickly, Aaron, what are, are some things that you've been sort of reading, watching, listening to um, that you can you can tell us about? This today? has totally ta- caught me off guard here. Yeah. But I've been watching. I'll, I'll say I'll say the movie I watched recently. I watched The Departed recently. Oh, would you, how'd you feel about The Departed? It's a fantastic movie, and I just found out that you guys haven't seen it, so I can't say too much because there are so many turns that it would be spoiling something to I, really I say anything. I know the big turn. I don't. So I, I'm I not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna say it, but it is. I would say top fifty material. Let me guess. They depart. 
You are <laughs> so spot don't tell on. Me, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> you are spot on. I am reading a couple different books. I always try to read more than one book at a time just because I feel like it trains my brain that reading isn't a chore. Right. If I go from one book to the other, then sure. it's it's I'm tricking myself into thinking it's something I actually like doing. It's something fun. You're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. But I have tricked myself because I enjoy it now. So Good, good. Glad that you fooled yourself in that way. <laughs> Any, um, Aaron's always listening to music. He's a big music guy. His Spotify wrapped is legendary among, oh. among, among friends. It's true. So yeah, you'll have to see my Instagram story <laughs> yeah, at the end of the year. Check it out. Just try to skim through everyone else's to get to mine. Yeah. yeah. What do you, is there an artist that you've been listening to recently that you'd like to shout out? Steely Dan. <laughs> Do you guys not know a lot about Steely Dan? Shout out, know. Mr. Steely. So that isn't like a joke because I'm not saying they're bad, but no, they're it is. They're, they're, they're really good. It is probably not who I've been listening to recently. I have been listening a lot to. Hmm. I mean, kind of everybody. I've been. This is an older answer. I've been listening to a lot of Kings of Leon because. They, they have been in the past one of my favorite bands, but also because I'm going to a concert soon. Woo. So I want to make sure I'm ready for whatever so they, they might play. Yeah. Yeah. The whole discography, really getting through it. Okay. Um, can, can I go next? Because yeah. I've got some, for some, certain. some other stuff. I also do. So okay. Yeah, I'll go last. Um, so real quick, um, reading-wise, I don't read. This is a We know this. Noah doesn't know how. But I'm planning on buying a box set of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and... I'd like to make it a habit to read that before bed, which would be very fun. A hobbit habit. Yes, a high habit. A habit habit. Um, as far as listening to, I've got, uh, I told Bailey about this album, but there's uh, a new album from the band Adji uh, that's spelled A-D-J-Y. Aaron's also it's, aware. Oh, he's aware. I've heard it. Great. Uh, I don't think he's a big fan. No, oh, it's, that's okay. it's good. It's, for me, having having an artist unabashedly do what they want to do where it's right you know this you know an hour and 37 minute long album that is like uh it's like one intro song then a two-part song and then a nine-part anthology song which inside the anthology there's a two-part song and then there's like four closing tracks like it's a concept three, album four, i think in short four. yeah it is astonishing how like cohesive it is. I think it's really great. Um, if you want to check it out, you can. It's not for everybody, but since I grew up entirely in the Midwest, as did uh, both of you guys, you know, it's something that strikes me, especially as you know, very personal. I think it's very interesting. Um, watching, I recently watched the movie High Rise, uh, and it sucked. It's so bad. Uh, the only reason I bring it up is because it's one of those things where I didn't want to know anything going into it, and I should have, uh, because it's like I it's really like really regret it. It's like a, it's like a, what's that movie? Snowpiercer, but a, but in a, a building. building. Yeah, I said the same exact thing last. Uh, yeah, it was last night when we watched it, um, and I was just like, man, Snowpiercer is so good. Right. Like I good. I this. thought you were. Yeah, I thought you were implying no, no, no. that Snowpiercer was. Bad. I think High Rise came first though, and not like it's a new idea to be like, oh, different class levels on different, you know, right. whatever. I think that's a hot take though, because the director Ben Wheatley has like his has his de- devotees for sure, and yes. he had a most 
In the Earth just came out this year, and I haven't seen it yet. And I've not actually I've not heard seen it. I've heard it's great. I've also heard that it's great, but I haven't seen a single Ben Wheatley movie. Anyways, I, I don't know. It was it was horribly pretentious in a way that, like, I got it, you know? I feel like it could have been a short film. Again, I don't entirely blame uh, Ben Wheatley or Amy, whatever her name is, who, who wrote, like, the screenplay for it, because it's based on a book. So I can't entirely blame it, but at the same time, it could have been a short film because there's, like... It's like two scenes in particular that sum up the entire thing, and it's like, okay, yeah, I get it, right? You know, so uh, Bailey, why don't you go ahead and and um, in terms of, of watching, I just started watching Thirty Rock today. Oh, fun! Uh, nice. Which is which is very fun. Um, my main watching thing we'll have to talk about in a second here. Um, in terms of movies, I mean, I watched The Green Knight last week, which is really good. Um, I've been playing Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Uh, per Aaron's recommendation, and My also favorite game of all time. Also per Aaron's Wii U, which he is one of the seven people on the planet that still own a Wii U. Yeah, see, those will be worth something one of these days. <laughs> one of these days, <laughs> just like all those beanie babies. Can I, I guess have. what you've been listening to? What? I think you've been listening to Foxing's new album. I have been listening to Foxing's new album, Draw Down the Moon. Do you like it? I do like it. Um, but I was gonna so so music. I'm I'm kind of in a rut right now because like doing a show and I have a playlist for the show to kind of. It's like a character analysis, but a bunch of songs that I feel like encapsulate the character. So I've listened to that a lot recently because while I'm only at a rehearsal, it's kind of helpful to like get into it. Um, but I've listened to this podcast recently called Musical Splaining. It's about this one girl who knows a lot about musicals and this guy who doesn't, and they watch musicals together and they kind of talk about it. And it's interesting to get someone's perspective who doesn't love this and like, and they're both very educated people. They both went to N- NYU, um, and so to hear him talking about me i just think it's very fun and fascinating and they have an awesome episode where they spend an hour bashing the greatest showman which is totally my i thing. will definitely be checking that out yeah it's great um but yeah uh, the big thing that i think noah and i could talk about real quick and then we can wrap up is i've uh, i watched uh, succession which is an hbo original drama um did you catch the first episode i didn't that's totally okay i failed and i i've reminded i told no to do it like seven times so they're about to edit me out of this entire episode yeah well that wasn't hard um just kidding your your, your you presence is really wow. fe- felt here um so this is it's this drama uh called succession and it's about this family called um the roys and basically um they own this media conglomerate called waystar royco and um, the main main guy in charge of the company, the, the eldest, uh, his name is Logan Roy, um, and he is getting up there in age, and he's trying to name his successor, right? And basically what transpires is a fight amongst his four kids to get um, the throne, so to speak, um, and it's a sort of a Shakespearean tragedy across two seasons of television so far um, about the rise and fall of this family, um, and how they operate and things like that. Noah's seen the first two episodes as of today. As of today. Um, so what did you? What was your take? I like it a lot. It's not entirely what I was expecting, but I will say HBO knows what to do with their dramas. Yeah. Um, HBO knows drama, right? They do. I think it's TNT and knows drama, but <laughs> no, but HBO. They, they know drama. I I don't know. It's this is a thought that I had, and again, I told you I was gonna say this because I don't know if it's like entirely insensitive but is this show is is succession as a show is it just empire for white people well see i don't know about i've not seen empire i think empire is more about music right well it is but it's still that idea of legacy and um 
kind of the insider trading and you know succession and sure you know uh, see I, I don't know uh, that's fair um i think it's like king lear for a modern audience i i think it's just super it's just like cut and dry shakespeare because i think as you go on in the first season in particular um you, where you're at there's not a main character of the show right a main character emerges as the episode's continue and it's kind of about his is it greg it's not cousin greg as much as i wish it was cousin greg it's not he's the he's the best character in the show it's kendall roy i figured and uh he's yeah he's kind of yeah right right and but sort of about just okay we'll we'll talk about as it goes on but it's just totally a fascinating show and uh, it's funny uh sporadically funny and it's incredibly well written and really well written yeah, just so well written. <laughs> um, there's just so much more I could say about it, and I I just want someone to talk about this freaking show with. That's all I've ever wanted. Well, it'll be me soon enough. Okay, soon enough. okay, fine. I'll watch it too. Aaron, you'd love it. You totally would. Just because you said that, I'm gonna hate it. No, Aaron's a big oh, man. Here's the thing. Bailey also said it's like one of the funniest things he's ever seen. And I went into Bold. it and I was like, this is... Well, there are moments of it, and you're not at the moments yet, but th- that I've laughed just really hard because, like, these people have the most particular insults for each other. Oh, absolutely. That you're just like, where was that from? That where makes that sense, though, because that's how Shakespeare wrote. Yes. Right, exactly. It's just like um, these really intricately put together Kieran, <laughs> swear words. Kieran Culkin said something in the second episode that I... Like, I was eating Frosted Flakes, and my jaw dropped. Yeah. Like, I had cereal hanging out of my mouth. He says something so funny that I cannot repeat for the sake of our viewers. One of my my favorites, ones that I can repeat, and it's not really, it's not a spoiler or anything, but... I thought you were getting on Instagram right now. No, it's... uh, He's bored in his own podcast. You cannot make a Tomlet without breaking a few Greggs, and I think that's just, that's that's baller status That's pretty funny. You told me me about that, and I was like, now that I know these characters, I want to see where that crops up. And, like, you can even, you, you see it in their first interaction in the first episode, because Greg's like, I don't... What is this guy? This guy's Tom Wom's games is is the worst. Anyway. Oh, you pulled up you version. <laughs> this is just the Bible. <laughs> nice. What's your scripture of the day? Um, you want to put a mountain background on that? Throw it on Insta. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I think it's time to wrap up. Got him. I think it's time to wrap up. Oh yeah. Um, okay, I want to say more, a newer music thing real yeah, quick. Keep going. Because Go for it. Uh, is it about Mr. Lies or no? I, actually, that was a surprising find. I found this 2013 electronic record in some library or something books <laughs> bookstore <laughs> where bookstore. everything everything was super old, and then this yeah weird it's like collector's random... editions of Mark Twain, and then this random yeah. ambient record, that and it found. sounded pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Okay, but my favorite record of this year so far has been uh, Pastel by Fritz. So I wanted to give a shout out to newer music. Shout out Fritz. One shout time. Fritz. Fritz. Go check out Fritz. <laughs> Go Fritz. Um, Back oh, to wait. you version. Oh, wait, no. Back to mind. you version. Actually, I won't, I won't What's talk that? about no, that. We'll no. talk about it in another podcast. Okay, we'll talk about another podcast when there is one. We're um, recording another episode right after this. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, I'm going to bed right after that. Actually, no, I can't have to do laundry because I'm moving tomorrow. Anyways. Anyway. Um, can we wrap up? Yeah, let's, let's wrap up. Um, Aaron, thanks for being on the show. You're Thank welcome. You, Aaron. For being a part of this, this conversation. If you'd like to come back, you're always welcome. Always? Always welcome. <laughs> 
Want a key? Here's a key. You're going to eat those words. <laughs> I'm going to eat that key. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, special shout out to the wonderful Brady Bolden for writing, composing, or theme. Again, I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and you can find me at BaileyJames1215 on Instagram and BaileyJHunt on Twitter. Do you want to plug your social media? Or are you okay not? I'm yeah. okay. I'm not that present. Yeah. For Aaron's Spotify wrapped only. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for my Spotify wrapped. Yeah. So, well, a buddy, a buddy, twenty seventeen on Spotify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the real content you want to you want to plug. I know, I know. I mean, me and Bailey can just share it, and no one has to go follow Aaron on social media because you know, yeah. there no you one go. Cares. Yeah, no Karen's, cares. Aaron's. But I'm Noah. Yep. I'm Noah DeGeorge. You can find me at Noah underscore DeGorgeous both on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check out our podcasts Instagram at Strictly Conversational Podcast. Yeah, and. I mean, you can follow us on there. We are incredibly inactive. We we were, like, super active at the beginning. And now, because our lives, again, is a sequence of things just happening to us and we're trying to stay afloat above these things, it's hard. So, yeah. So you can follow us if you want, but we don't really post a lot on there. Um, next time, uh, we'll be talking about something new. Yeah. Um, and who knows when that will be or what that will be. But honestly, we're just happy to be here when we can. Um, so thanks, you guys, so much for watching. Um, as always, watching. Uh, watching. or listening to watching with your Whoa. ears content. Um, as always, be good to one another. Don't take yourselves too seriously. And don't forget to wear a mask. Um, there's Delta things to bring back up. Also, just get vaccinated, please. Um, we'll see you next time. We will see you next time, guys. Bye.